This is Dr. Michelle McGowan. And Dr. Tim Henney. And we are two pods. And a microphone. Welcome to our ankle and foot fantasy football injury report week two special edition just for tomorrow night's game which is the pittsburgh steelers versus the baltimore ravens so yeah it's gonna be a little brief tonight because we want to go through the stuff for how we did this weekend not good for me good for some other members of the family and pretty much what you need to know for tomorrow night which actually is is a lot yes um i say we start with our stuff first so if go ahead you, and gloat. So if you don't know, this is my first year playing fantasy football. I give advice for foot and ankle stuff all the time. I see patients. I'm a foot and ankle surgeon and Tim as well, foot and ankle surgeon. I'm much better at that than fantasy football. Apparently, I might be really good at fantasy football because... Blind squirrel. Week one, I came up victorious. So... On that huge call you made on starting Eli Manning, because he was awesome. No, 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 no. For the record, let the record state, I only picked one quarterback, which was Cam Newton, and and I was, again, the 12th man in the draft. Not much of a man, but I'd call you a woman. I'm more of a man than than most people know. This is true. But, so, I had Cam Newton, so I was in a bind. What do I do? Well... There weren't a million great quarterbacks. No offense to any quarterbacks out there. I don't really know. Who did I tell you to pick up? I, I don't remember. I believe his name was Jake Clocker. What? Who, who'd you pick up today for this week coming up? Well, I feel like we're putting the cart before the horse okay. because I'm not done. Good point. So Cam Newton. You won. We got you. Yeah. I, I, had, I had to make some, and I said, I'm not playing him. Because I bet he's not going to play. And what happened? He didn't play. I am like... You called it early. The Nostradamus of football. I don't want to say Nostradamus. Pretty much determined not to play him. And then on Sunday morning, they said he wasn't going to play. So really, it was profound on Thursday. But I decided on Friday I wasn't going to play him. So that's pretty good. That's a good call. So anyway... Your rib injury knowledge is huge. And our daughter (laughs) lost by one point. I wanted the record to state... That somebody else in this family, not me, talked her into starting Crabtree, who got four points. Had she left her other wide receiver, and she would have had eight points, and she would have won. So somebody's going to be angry with you when she figures that out this week. And, of course, I lost, and I lost to Brian, who I'd love to tell you his email address. You could bomb him with emails, but he's a good friend of mine, so I'm not. I'd like to say... I'll give it to you when I play him. He destroyed me. <laughs> he was like 95, 195 to... 160 or something, but it wasn't even close. Yeah, I, I actually came up pretty big. I, I had some good players on my team. I had AJ Green did great. Yeah, he always does. I had Doug Martin against Matthew Barry oh, advice. Le- I started this uh, Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon I Bell. Had He's a stud. That's like an accident. I didn't know who he was. Yeah. That was amazing. I'm loving fantasy football. Yeah, well, we'll see what happens. So, did you have any substantial injuries on your team this week? Mm. I don't believe you did, did you? This Roddy White, he's injured, but I don't know. It sounds like he's going to play. Yeah, we're not sure what's up with him. That's, he's a week-to-week thing. He's got a knee problem. So, did you have any injuries this week? I did not have any injuries at all. That's week. great. That's really lucky for you. Well, my, the people I played did not have any injuries. Yeah, I we kind of combed through all the different injuries that did happen throughout the league over this uh, opening weekend. And one of the things we found really, I mean... For the profession we're in is the the number of injuries to the uh, Achilles tendon. Yeah, the Chiefs had two Achilles tendon ruptures on their defense. Yeah, and I mean, and see, to me, I guess that's what did I have the Chiefs defense at first? Who did I have? Yeah, you had the Chiefs. Defense. I had the Chiefs who, defense. Who, who, who was questionable in the first place coming in? But let's just say I'm pretty sure you dropped him by now because I did. I dropped him today. <laughs> Could you, who'd you pick up? I picked up Tennessee. Oh, nice! I think you made a good decision there. I picked up Tennessee. Tennessee's playing Dallas. Yeah, well. 
Tony Romo was awful. I would know because he was my quarterback. That's a different all. I can't quarterback. believe how many layers there are to this whole fantasy football and. Let's get back to Achilles tendon ruptures. Oh yeah, so Achilles tendon ruptures. <laughs> so, so there were. I mean, but no, throughout the league, if you look at the injury reports, there's a lot of Achilles injuries. I mean, and and like Ellington, right? He has a perineal tendon injury. Correct. That's kind of one of those things that happens. You're on some uneven surfaces. You twist your ankle. I get that. The Achilles tendon, I really do believe some of that can be avoidable. Do you disagree with that? If they, if it was bothering them beforehand and then it ruptured, then it may be avoidable. But you never know. These are big guys who move really fast. And they may be completely unavoidable at the same time. It's, it's kind of a brutal sport. I know it's a brutal sport, but I also think the whole, that's the biggest tendon in your body, right? Your Achilles tendon? Correct. Biggest tendon in your body. It crosses the ankle joint. So here's the situation. If you are conditioning correctly, um, it's great. These guys are strong. They're fast. But you can do a ton of stretching and be a little bit more proactive. I, I don't know. I mean, what's well, your thought? I, I mean, agree. These guys do, do tons of conditioning for different stuff. I don't know if the value of stretching in the NFL is there right now. Like, they don't. Maybe these guys should be doing yoga twice a week. I'm just saying. Well, I definitely think that would help. I think the value you're forgetting is the value of a paycheck. And as much as these guys are elite athletes, even if they have a little, little nick here, a little thing there, the rest of the world would take it easy for a week or two. They take it easy. The NFL's a you don't play, you get cut league. So they're going to play through these things um, and probably cause oh, no, something no, I even agree. worse. I, know, I agree with you. But what I'm saying is this is something that I believe could be a pretty preventable injury. And I know what you're saying. They're high-performing athletes. They've got these big calves and they're doing all this stuff. But I think that it's preventable I, I, to a certain extent. I mean, I, we see people all the time with Achilles tendon tears and ruptures and they're all different walks of life. They're not all they're not all NFL players that we see, is all I'm saying. Yeah, our patients are in as good a shape as these. I'm Some of guessing. them weigh as much. <laughs> <laughs> and they're fourth seven. <laughs> so let me ask you this. Um, Andre Ellington, we talked about him last week. Yes. He had a perineal tendon, a perineal longest tendon, and they called it partial tear tendonitis. Uh, what would you rather have, Achilles tendonitis or a perineal tendonitis, if you're a professional athlete? I'd rather have perineal tendonitis. And why? Because I, I completely think, agree. I think perineal tendonitis is an overuse injury, and you can still... You're talking about these teeny tiny lateral tendons, and yes, they're really important for ankle stability, but what I know is if you have a really good trainer, you could tape the crap out of that and have some support and stability, and like you said, not go on the bench, let me get cut and not make any more money league. But that Achilles, you can't fake... That there's no tape to help you propulse your body that's 300 pounds and sprint, you know, 40 yards in five seconds. I mean, that's it's it's a lot harder. There's a lot more work that the Achilles tendon does. That's more of the load bearing and pressure stuff that you need to be able to have these fast sprints. And and I'm not saying that you're going to be amazing with a perineal tendon injury, but you if you put two guys same size same professional prowess, we'll say, and you want to sprint 50 yards and one has an Achilles tendon injury and one has a perineal injury, I know who I'm putting my money on if betting on that was legal. <laughs> I think it is. It is? Depends where you are. Well, I've, my, then my money be on the perineal guy because I know that if he's doing a straight, and, and I know there's a lot of cutting and this and that in, in, in the NFL, but if you can't propulse your body forward, if you can go have that power, 
You'd rather have a perineal injury. I completely agree. Either injury you're probably going to be dealing with all season long. Yes. Uh, one of them is career-ending, potentially. The other one is, eh, may, you may need surgery in the off-season. So. Well, both of them could potentially need surgery. And and in, and I think in athletes like this, a lot of times they probably do. If you have an Achilles tendon rupture, I agree. That could be if absolutely. You need, if you needed surgery for one or the other, which would you prefer to have? But even an Achilles tendon tear can be career-ending because when they, when people see you out there limping and gimping after your first two plays, you're not going to be that guy that the coach is going to keep putting in. Exactly, and that's, that's kind of where I'm getting to. Is this, um, perineal, perineal injuries do. Perineal injuries, I think it's funny, not funny, but interesting, that perineal tendons, when you have that injury and you're treating conservatively, it does feel like forever if it's going to get better or not. And if you have to go to surgery, people do awesome with that surgery. Yes, I completely agree. If you have to operate on either one of them, perineal tendon injuries do better. And if you don't have to operate, perineal tendon injuries do better than Achilles tendon injuries. So um, I'm less worried about his. If he were my patient, and he's not, uh, Andre Ellington, I'd essentially tell you, here's what you can do. Here's your cam boot. It's like a cast boot. Wear it all week long. Don't beat yourself up. Swim, ride a bike, do what you can do, and you'll, he'll probably play every Sunday. And they'll just tape the holy heck out of him. Exactly. Some Sundays he'll do well. Some day, Sundays he won't do well. He may miss one or two. But essentially you wait till what the reports come out on Saturday or Sunday before the game if you want to start him or not. But if I'm an owner of him, I'm not dropping him right now. I'm keeping an eye on him, seeing what happens. You could do a lot worse in the league. I know, because I have some of those guys on my team. Yeah, no, I'm in, <laughs> I know, because just... I'm doing worse in the league. <laughs> <laughs> and then let me ask you, uh, a lot of these football reports we see always come out with ankle, you know, injury, just basically what it is. Um, what are some of the an- common ankle injuries that we see that, you know, they're not going to tell you what it is in these reports. They just say an injury. But, you know, after an ankle sprain, what are some common things that, why do some people get back in a week or two? And what do some people take six, eight weeks to come back after a so-called ankle injury? Well, it depends. I mean, obviously, it depends on what the ankle injury is. I mean, some people, they... They fall, they they twist their ankle, and they have a little sprain. Well, yeah, that guy's going to ice it and take some anti-inflammatories, and he'll be better before the next game, um, even continue to practice on it. Whereas you can have a much sig- more significant ankle injury, like a grade three or four ankle sprain, and you're tearing ligaments and hurting all kinds of stuff, and then that's the guy that is going to struggle if he doesn't take the time off for like two weeks or three weeks to get better before he gets back on the field. I don't know. I think that's the number one problem. These guys don't get to take the time off. <laughs> right, and that's why... <laughs> They're getting paid. Well, I also think, I mean, I'm always a little skeptical. I mean, as I'm kind of learning what the waiver wire even means, and as I'm learning that there are so many players out there, and in some ways, being a very logical person and thinking about this, we're trying to predict what these guys are going to do. And there's really... I mean, nobody I, can know. Nobody can know. But what I do know is there's a lot of money on the table for people for all this stuff. So I get a little skeptical when I'm looking through and I'm like, oh my gosh, what? AJ Green might not play this week? What the heck? And, but it's just like this, there's no details. Not that I think I deserve the details of what's wrong with him, but I always wonder if that's for the odds makers in Vegas. Like, hey, he has a foot injury, but then they don't tell you exactly what's going on. So then, now you have to look at your fantasy football team and say, well, crap, should I play him or not? And then like, you decide to trade him out for, I don't know, 
Roddy White, and then Roddy White winds up not playing, and freaking AJ Green gets like a hundred points. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if that's possible. But what I'm saying is, I'm always a little skeptical on the injuries. But when you see the words Achilles tendon tear, or you see grade three ankle sprain, I mean, when they're giving you very specific diagnoses, I think you you can make a much better prediction on if that player is going to play or not. But it's tough with some of these. And I know I'm doing a little bit more investigation because there were at least seven players I saw that either had the word ankle or foot next to them on 10 different injury reports, but there's no detail. Yeah, I find the bigger the detail they give you, the more likelihood it's a uh, season-ending injury. Um, The more you find, the more details you know about, usually the worse it is because once they know a player's not going to play it, then they'll throw everything out because there's no secret anymore since they... They tell everyone he's not playing the rest of the year. They'll tell you stuff. But until then, they kind of nursed around a little bit. Sometimes they make it worse. Sometimes they make it better. You really don't know. You roll the dice and see what happens. I'm going to be so mad if some of my players start limping out on the field <laughs> and I kept them on my lineup. <laughs> I've got to win. So, yes. So then our matchup tomorrow. Tomorrow is the Baltimore Ravens. And the Pittsburgh Steelers. We lived in Ste- Steelers town for th- four years. We Iron loved that City. place there. Drink it up. Yins. <laughs> Yins guys on that. So but, let's do a prediction. Who's going to win the game, Dr. McGowan? I'm going to go Steelers. Of course you're going to go Steelers. I am two going Steelers. Not only do I want them to win, I think they will win. We won, That's where we did a residency. Um, we love that place. It was awesome. Yeah, we did our, our residency at West, shout out to West Penn Woo-hoo! Hospital, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. What a great city Pittsburgh is. Oh my goodness. It was one of my favorite cities ever to so live in. So not only do we love Pittsburgh, we think you're going to win. Is there any other reason you perhaps would like Pittsburgh to do well tomorrow? All right, so I have Marcus Wheaton. Okay, he's I have a wonderful wide receiver. Levian Bell. Correct. But I want Baltimore's tight end to do something. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever that guy is. What's his name? Pitta? Pedia? Yeah, Pitta, yeah. Pitta? Pitta? More importantly, if you haven't picked up the phone or turned on the internet in the last three days, don't start Ray Rice due to some uh, previous altercations offseason. He will not probably be playing the rest of this year for the Baltimore Ravens and more than likely probably won't play another game in the NFL ever again. But that's a social issue and there's nothing to do with us. Let's end on a positive note, which is... How did your college football team do this weekend, Dr. Let's Mariano? go State! And did any other big news come with your college football team other than they won the first oh, game? Oh, such great news for Penn State. The ban has been lifted. The ban has been lifted. You know, if if anybody, I know this is kind of what we're talking about fantasy football and we're talking about the NFL. It's our podcast. We can talk about what we want. But I'm a Penn State grad. There you go. And I'm a very proud, very, very proud Penn State grad. And I'm very happy that... um. The ban was lifted. I know that I, I do think that Jerry Sandusky is a terrible human being, and I don't think I could have too many people that would write an email to me and say that I'm wrong. But what I will say is that I'm very happy for the university. I'm happy for the players. It's a really talented group of guys, and I think there's going to be a lot of things that, just as in the past, will come out great for Penn State, and um very excited for them. I agree completely. And let's go, Minnesota Vikings, 1-0. Oh. Woo-hoo-hoo! Vikings. All right. I'll cut that part out. No way, Jose. <laughs> I can't even, like, cheer for one particular NFL team or the other. I'm just 
I'm in it for the fantasy football. I'm I can, sorry. I can lose every fantasy football game as long as the Minnesota Vikings win. I'm a huge college football fan. I love Penn State, but I'm what they call, what's it, for NFL, I'm a bandwagon. You are all over the band. I'm a bandwagon. Each week I could tell you which team I love more, but it's more about my points for fantasy football. So. In the mortal words of Mike Golick, show me the cash. Okay, so. If you want to, um, if you have questions about Achilles tendon injuries or anything like that, I probably will put something on our blog tomorrow about Achilles tendon injuries and maybe some of the benefits of, you know, yoga for those guys. Oh yeah, in our upcoming podcast. We'll do another uh, update like this on Saturday. And then we got to do another one uh, work-related to the next couple of days. We should have a couple more podcasts coming out this week. I guess our, our work-related one will be Achilles tendon. That's easy. I think that's appropriate. All right, so... I'm Dr. Michelle McGowan. And I'm Dr. Tim Henning. And we are two pods. And a microphone. All right. Have a good night. Good luck to everybody who's playing players tomorrow.